Everybody go surfing, surfing in a lake. Do what we supposed to do. We shut it down. Okay, okay, okay. What do we do? Casey? <laughs> this show. This show is called Telefriends. I got a thing for this. Cool. What do we do on Telefriends? Telefriends is where we listen to the calls. Our. Nope. Let's, yep. Back yep. it up. Start again. <laughs> Telefriends is where, where we are listening. One more time. Telefriends yeah. is a podcast in your ears where we listen to the messages our callers leave. Uh-huh. No, that doesn't sound right either. Welcome to Telefriends. Thanks. We're listening to the messages you leave at 304-518-JAMS. Jams. I'm Casey. You're both. I am. Hello, Bo. Hello. It's been a hell of a day. It has, hasn't it? It's been not it just... an ideal Sunday. <laughs> right? First of all, we typically record on Mondays. This is a Sunday. It matters. It fucking matters. I'm all... my. What do you call those rhythms? They're fucked up. Circadian? Yeah. They're all out of whack. Why are they called circadian rhythms? I don't know. Is that, have you think what, the, 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 what are the bugs that come out of the ground every seven years cicadas yeah those things are those words related cicadas and circadias uh they're both probably overused by undergraduate poetry students are are you getting (laughs) i just got blown up (laughs) are you did you just get challenged on mario no i gotta fucking dog how's your mario one life run life going i got this thing where we're like hey man let's talk about work it's like eh, you know i'm not at work i don't like to do that when i'm not there clocked out my day done put you on do not disturb d n d uh that's a that's a whole, that's the other kind of D D you play yeah you do, do not disturb and don't get on some drag you it's gonna be a weird episode episode 11 of telefriends is what you're listening to now holiday favorites all right, you know, let's get right to it. Okay. Let's listen to call number two. Hi, I just uh, wanted to real quick read you the plot synopsis uh, for Power Rangers Jungle Fury. The huh. Power Rangers travel to California in search of their new master and find him running a pizza parlor, so they join the staff to be trained. I didn't make that up. Give him hell, George Orwell. Give him hell, George Orwell is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, he did not make it up. So, for, okay, I have some questions. Have you seen the Power Rangers? I'm aware of the Power Rangers. Like, do you know the rules of the universe and shit? Not really. What? Where did they come from? What makes a Power Ranger a Power Ranger? They have to have, 
They have the special outfits. Yeah, they've got the special outfits, and they all—they've got like a thing that controls. It's not a robot; it's a Zord. Uh huh. I don't know what makes a Zord a Zord. How do you get a Zord? Uh, have little to no acting talent and a slight familiarity with the martial art. So, is it is is, is Power Rangers a thing that was cut together from an existing show, and then like the you know the. Yeah, I think it's one of those. Like okay. some of the seasons are that. But then there's seasons where all of a sudden they're all clearly Australian. Weird. But weird. They're pretending to be American. <laughs> what? Why? Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking silly. Why? Okay, so then is the going to California to work at a pizza place? You're making a fascinating illustration. Right they're now. making they're looking for their master, so they go what? To, okay, they find that, out a pizza place. That's my question. What what do you mean master? King of the the, the Green Ranger? The, so, the white one. Is is like is is this just a, like a let's try to be like the Ninja Turtles situation? I have no idea. I've never seen Or do pizza and martial arts just go hand in hand? A second question what do kids like. Are the Power Rangers engaged in martial arts? Or um, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't make yeah, that up. Yeah, okay. they do a lot of, of jumping jump around kicks. in their outfits. Punching and kicking and things. Did you watch that YouTube video that Joseph Kahn made that was... Oh, the uh, adult Power Rangers yeah. movie thing? That yeah, looked like it cost $1 million. Yeah, yeah. That, at least. That's a lot for a whim. I wonder how many things have you, done, you or anyone's done that is a mystery to other people that just doesn't... No, it's something you don't even think of anymore. They're like a life's mystery that they always... They're like. Oh, man. That would be... Yeah. Yeah. Or what life's mysteries do you have, maybe, that somebody else is like, oh, that was me. I called and hung up. And Everything about my life is kind of a blur. So, I don't know if I have... Do you have any... Do you have, like, a mystery? Do you have a... Do you have an unsolved mystery, which is, by the way, coming back to television? I do have an unsolved mystery. What is it? It's kind of dark. Should, should the readers brace themselves? So... Should I, I brace myself, if that's what you're saying. I'm at home at my parents' house. I, can't, I don't really remember how old I was. It was probably like just post high school. So you're 19. Yeah, somewhere in there. Maybe a little, maybe it was high school. I don't can't recall the details. Okay. But I get a letter in the mail. Oh shit! Telling me that the post office has a package for me that was undeliverable, <laughs> and it doesn't say why. Oh, no. It says, come down to the post office to get your package. So, so I go down to the post office, and I go to the counter, and I tell the guy, I'm like, hey, my name's Casey. I'm here to get this package. And he's like, oh, that's you. You're Casey. I'm like, yeah, wow. I'm Casey. And he like goes over and tells his other employee, and they look over at me. Like, <laughs> and so four people come up. With a, just, just to take a look, good, just to take a long look at you. With an open box, they've got an open box in front of them. And you lean back, and they slide the open box across to the counter, and they're like, "There's something in here, and we don't know what it is. We can't deliver it." And I'm like, "What?" And I look inside this box, and there's a yellow envelope. So okay, so, hold on. All the post office does is deliver packages that they don't know the contents of. Yeah, so why do you think they can't deliver this one? 
man, I don't want to think that you were receiving narcotics or handguns or something through the mail. I'll tell you why they can't deliver this one. Okay. Because it's leaking blood. Why is it doing so, that? So, they hand me this yellow envelope, and it's got my Why is it leaking blood, Casey? An address on it written in crayon. Crayon address. And the corner of it is dried, dark blood. Barf. Yeah. And they're, and they're like, can you... Do you mind opening that here so we can know? Were you like, frankly, I, like, I do mind. I was, like, I was like, of course I want to open it here because this might be a crime. <laughs> so I open it up and it's a dead mouse. Whoa. Why? No idea. <sighs> to this day, I have <clears throat> no idea who sent it. Do you think that the sender of the mouse... Is a listener of Telefriends. I would be shocked if someone hates me enough to send me a dead mouse that they would also want to hear me talk at length every week. Do you think it was a super intelligent cat? (laughs) My theory is eventually a time machine is built. Uh-huh. And this is some signal that I'm sending to myself that won't make sense until the future. But then you blew it, right? No, it's supposed to be in my head now. Oh, so when you see the dead mouse, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. It's I time to get on this time machine. Like, maybe I'm about to go into a door and there's, like, a dead mouse in a fucking envelope or something. Be on the lookout, man. And I'm like, But I want to say this. If you have any information about the dead mouse, uh, the telephone number is 304-518-JAMS. Jams. So, if you want to weigh in on it also yo if you want to weigh in on what the fuck is going on with you getting a fucking mouse in the mail i've spent the majority of my life with this mystery like you know i wasn't very imagine this i wasn't super popular in high school it doesn't seem like the guy who receives mice in the mail that are dead but i would never i wouldn't consider myself as having an enemy and that seems like a fucking enemy move you know? Because, I mean, not to get super gross here, but that mouse may not have been dead when it was... Ugh. What, uh... What do you... Give me the context of your life. Like, what else is going on in the in the world of Casey when you receive... Do you know what I'm saying? Like... I don't think I have a job. Okay. Uh, I think I'm out of high school. I think I'm done with high school. I don't have a job. Uh-huh. I don't think I'm dating anybody at the time either. I think I'm pretty chill, relaxed dude. <laughs> Did anybody like uh, leave town soon thereafter or right before? Its postcode was from like one town over. So somebody drove. Maybe. Did you know anybody from one town over? Yeah, the one town over is the town I hung out in most of the time. What? Okay. Why? there was nothing to do in my town. And uh, So, well, the way I'm saying that is I think it was somebody who I was exposed to, but not someone I saw regularly. You're from a state called West Virginia. It's to the west of Virginia. Of the and, more popular and so, state. But if, if this was some kind of like... I mean, I'm sure you've Googled fucking, like, significance of a dead mouse. Yeah, I'm a fucking rat or something. Like, I, you know, that's what it comes up as, is, like, I've... 
ratted someone out. Or or it sounds like part of some kind of um, like magic spell. I don't think I've never. You know, you know what? I've never really done a lot of research about it. Dog. Doesn't it so seem personal. like a thing? Like you know, like uh, people get to go to the woods. You know what I mean? Decide they're like casting spells and shit. Now I have to, you have to deliver a dead mouse to the to the You're, doorstep. Are you of... asking me if I angered a Wiccan? Yeah, probably. Like that's what, I'm not I, trying I, to be I, fucked up. That's what that sounds like, right? Like it sounds like part of a like a component of a larger thing. I'm a hundred percent sure that age, Casey. This range that I'm giving it of somewhere between seventeen and twenty. Yeah, would have a hundred percent made fun of a Wiccan had he run into one. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. Co- coincidentally, uh, Dead Mouse is a is a wiki wiki wicked. <laughs> no, he's wiki wiki wicked. <laughs> that's true. Um, that's pretty strange. I'm trying to think if I have any mysteries in my life. Huh. I like this tone that we're setting here. This is a subdued episode of Telefriends. We went hard in the paint. See what I did there? Yeah. I'm changing it from baseball references to basketball references. Yeah, you we really... Went hard in the paint. You really... On the last episode. You really boxed out. I, I boxed out the blues, went hard in the paint, <laughs> you fucking, took it to the rim. What do you... you clean the glass. What do you... When you're getting rebounds? Clearing the glass? Clearing the glass. Let's not... Go out, go out of bounds. <laughs> well, that's my new thing. Is I'm going with basketball references, and I'm calling the colors babies. Babies. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, okay. So right. So me and Case Dog are both having a bit of a fucking day. Uh, it's Sunday instead of Monday when we typically record. Yeah. Here's what I'm gonna say: the two things that I think we argue about the most in our private lives yeah. are the Gilmore Girls. Uh huh. Which is, by the way, just called Gilmore Girls. But we're arguing about the specific Gilmore Girls on the show. Um, That's I, also one of the artists we've had. <laughs> the, the need of a the there, I think, was discussed. I believe that there should be a the. You're wrong. <laughs> I, I, I am not wrong. <laughs> the other thing we fight about the most is which is the better movie between Pulp Fiction and Jackie Brown. So, what is commonly misconstrued now that you've... Made this all our friends argument about these two movies and us <laughs> having them is that people tend to to assume that I'm saying Pulp Fiction's bad, and I'm not. I'm not saying Pulp Fiction's bad at all. It's one of it's a masterpiece. Yeah, it's in its time. It's one AFI's list of hundred greatest yeah, yeah, movies yeah, ever it's made. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. Sure, it's not my favorite winter Tarantino movie. Right? Is it most the most critically deserving of all the attention it gets? Probably. <laughs> is it the one I want to I respect the most no because I'm, I'm a grown ass man and I don't need to watch your little cartoons about violence yeah. I can watch a movie about fucking adults being adults there's a lot of violence in that movie yeah Jackie Brown yeah yeah there is it's like the opening scene is pretty much a cartoon about violence starring Chris Tucker yeah but then, it's like, there's real people. These, they feel like real people. Yeah. If I ran into any character from Pulp Fiction, I'd be like, what god, kind of goddamn cartoon has come to life in front of me? No one talks or acts or does anything like this. 
Where I think I could like have a conversation with somebody from Jackie Brown and think that's a real human person. Yeah. And that's just my preference. As yeah, a I disagree. <laughs> discreet. I don't know. I'm discreet. Discerning. Thinking. Yeah. Discerning. I adult man. I disagree. I think Pulp Fiction's the fucking best. Well, that's cool that you also are like a big Looney Tunes fan, and I am a big Looney Tunes fan I am too. But you know what? Childish things. I don't believe what I'm saying. I, yeah, you can't believe what you're saying. No, no. I work in a comic book store. I don't have a lot to. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Who do you think is the basketball player who's past his prime? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, before we do this one again, let's make it apparent if it's not to anyone who's listening. I don't believe that I know much about basketball. <laughs> We're getting pretty deep on my list of basketball <laughs> players' names without getting like... to like a lot of Chicago Bulls from the 90s. I'm just saying, here's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Fucking, I think that Jackie Brown was, I, for the longest time, I thought that Jackie Brown was the last time Robert De Niro was really great. Okay. But then it's like, it's not that good of a movie, but I, I, but it, it was enjoyable enough, that movie Joy, the David O. Russell joint. Yeah, it wasn't real good. It wasn't that good, but De Niro's good in it. Like, he's not being like, dirty grandpa De Niro like he shows up to do the work of acting in that movie and that's a rare thing these days and uh I don't know if I give a shit anymore fuck him yeah see you people you had your time in the sun (laughs) you clearly checked out we're not gonna fucking keep up with you isn't it interesting that he checks back in though that's fine if he shows up and he's good he's good but you know what well I don't care that much about other mediocre actors but in his day, he was, like, the best. Yeah. He was. Yeah. But at what point did he stop working with, like, the greatest directors? Just How early would we have checked on him if... So you're saying... Okay, so De Niro is Jordan on the Wizards. Yeah. Like, he could still turn in a really good game, like, but, like... <laughs> yeah, alright. Wow, he still lost by 30. Yeah. But you put the move on that dude. So yeah, right. You sure did. <laughs> Remember when you would have done that all game, every game? <laughs> That's like season? your whole thing. Yeah. What do you think it would take for you to just drink ranch dressing? How much? Ranch dressing. The contents of this bottle. I'm never going to do that. There would be no reward great enough. Well, fuck. I mean, a realistic reward that you're going to put on this table to make me drink that ranch dressing. No, I'm never going to make you do that. I'm not a fucking psychotic person. No. I've been, look, I've been eyeballing this ranch dressing, being like, I'm really thirsty. Can I drink this shit? <laughs> being like, no, that's a terrible idea. But then I'm like, oh, fuck, maybe I'll ask weirdo burst in your door with a briefcase of money. Yeah, I'm going to drink some ranch dressing. Are we going to record it? No, because I'll be shaved. If he gives me some more money, will I let him record it? Yeah, he can video it. Here, okay, here's my question to you. Here's my question to you. Uh, since we're just not taking calls on this episode of Celebrate. seventeen fifty. This is my question. But I'm going to set it up for a second. Okay. I had halfway... I had to walk myself back from a panic attack. Okay. Uh, yesterday. Okay. Because I was thinking about skydiving. 
What do you think about you, skydiving? Yeah, or just like, the concept I, of skydiving? I can't get there. Like, I hate it so much. Like, thinking about... This is not even what happened. Here's the real story. We were talking about going skiing, because neither me nor my wife has ever been skiing. And I'm like, I think part of why I've never been skiing is because I'm terrified of the ski lift. Like, no fucking way. What if I'm next to a murderer somehow who just pushes me off the You'll fucking probably ski probably be next to your wife. Yeah, but... Or you, if, or you could just, like, tap her along. You go ahead, honey. I'll catch the next one. Yeah. And then just never go. Yeah. Is, is there a bar? If, if there's a bar, I'm down. I'll do the shit. But, like... Some places dog, have a bar. I can't fuck it, with but it's you. Like a, it's like a kicker's face mask. We're going to football now. It's like sometimes <laughs> it's one bar. Sometimes it's, like, a thin two-bar situation. It's not... The point is, it's not helping anything. I can't. Shit flies out. Once out, it's getting out. Or shit once in, being the kicker. I can't do it, dude. Fuck that. It's not that high off the ground. How high are we talking? I mean, it's high, but it's not like... I thought it was... It's, it's not, not skydiving it's, high. Uh, it's not like hundreds of feet? No. I thought it had to like clear the I tree mean, I'm line. I'm sure there's some that are higher. But no, it's, you know how they cut out through the forest to make room for power lines? Yeah. It's usually like that. It's usually right beside the slope. So it's carved out of the forest. Weird. Still seems to And that's not all of them. That's just the ones I've been on. Uh, did, I don't I, think that part would stop you. I think if you got there, you'd be like, oh, fuck. Do I don't know, man. It's terrifying. Would you skydive? Yeah. Really? 100%. I'll go tomorrow. Really? If someone else paid for it. I'm, I'm adventurous, but thrifty. <laughs> By thrifty, I mean poor. <laughs> so okay, okay, okay. I'm adventure wanting rich. Maybe that should be a Patreon reward. Is we set up a Patreon on one of the things is all you go skydiving with them? Fuck it. God damn, not me, man. I can't. It would be terrifying. Like it can't not be terrifying, right? Unless you're like a professional, you're doing it a lot. Did you see that video of that dude who like? Jumped out the fucking sky with no shoot and landed in that net. Yeah, that's crazy, right? I was like barfing the entire time <laughs> watching this fucking thing. <laughs> Fuck that guy. See, the thing about skydiving, I think... Why do people do it? Like, that's fucking nuts. Like, why would... That's fucking nuts. The thing about skydiving that, that I think would be make it okay for me is it's such a small decision window at the time. Like... I could distract myself enough to get dressed. I'm sure I, I could have distract myself enough to get on the plane. But the fuck, we'll get to that point. I can make that decision quick enough. No way. I think the only way you get me to skydive is you strap me to the dude who's skydiving, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. and then you shoot me with a trank dart or something. There's no nah. fucking way I'm doing that shit. Because, like, you jump out of the plane, and then you're like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. What if this fucking shoot fucks up? Fuck that. But I have all this time to think about it. And you're like, no, sweet, enjoy this fucking, we'll make a circle, air formation, like, point break. And I'm the like, first time wouldn't be as fun as the second. Which is... But then the more times you do it, the more likely you are to die. Well, you like, mean, like, odds-wise? Yeah. Maybe. But... Uh, no fucking... No, way. that's not how fucking anything works. You're not more likely. Yeah, dude. I mean, yes, because you're being exposed to it Like, more. statistically speaking. Yeah, that's weak, though. That's... 
I ask you, caller, would you skydive? Tell me. Tell the telefriends. 304-518-JAMS. Jams. You want to try one of these fucking calls? Yeah, let's do it lined up? Fucking play whichever one you want. No, that's not how it works here on Telefriends, K-Stop. You tell me. Uh, we got a couple holiday-themed ones. Let's jump in. You want to do a holiday-themed one? Uh-huh. Let's go with uh, number three. Hey, Telefam, it's Brendan. Hey. Uh, this is a little embarrassing. This call is actually a redo, but, uh, you know, I was reading a text message from my dad to you guys, and then I got a text message from my dad, which made the other message move up, and I got distracted, and it was weird. I didn't feel like I conveyed the story. So anyway, uh, you know, my The story is fine the first time. Yeah? yeah? It worked out. Okay, so, like, this is a new phenomenon amongst callers where they'll call and leave a message, and then immediately call and leave the same message again. Weird. Because they don't think they got it right the first time. Huh. I could do six episodes of just us listening to their their first tries. Here, you, you, you know what I, you know what I, we're going to get to the story, Brendan. Just one second. Yeah. <laughs> um, because <laughs> we're doing a terrible job of taking calls so far. Um, when do you think we're going to do an all bummers episode? <clears throat> Never. Well, hold on, because I don't want to encourage the bummer call. Yeah, yeah. But what if it was just like a release of these bummers? I don't know if I want to comment upon something that's upsetting someone. Yeah. You know. I don't think I'll think I don't think I'll ever play a call that I think is a bummer. Okay. I ran into someone this week who was like, "Why did you ever play my call?" I was like, your story is hilarious and awesome. And he's like, yeah, it is. I was like, it's also a fucking bummer. Yo, not even a funny bummer. It's, this one's very, it's, it's funny because he's mocking people. Oh. And it's, that, it's only funny because he's funny. Right. He's one of those people who just is a funny person. Those are my favorite kind of people. You know? And I was like, yeah, but call back with something a little more positive where you're not shitting all over people what like did, real people what did that person say and they're like yeah maybe and i was like oh, fuck it whatever i'm not gonna there's we've get plenty of good calls i don't think we ever need to rely on the bummer my dad's like the best storyteller that i know and um i'm sorry you had something else to say i was gonna say we really set the stage for a good story <laughs> <laughs> Even in text messages, you did a pretty good job of, like, setting up a, a tale, right? There's, like, you know, f- full range of emotion. Um, so the other day I get this text message from him, right? And uh, it's just a picture of a drone or a box of a drone, like a, um, a sharper image brand remote control drone that he had bought. And then here's the tale that goes with it. <laughs> so I pick up my prescription at Walgreens, and as I'm checking out, I see this cool drone on clearance. I can't resist. It gets great reviews online and is offered for as much as 69 bucks. $19, I can't resist. It's got auto orientation and auto land. I read the booklet, charge it up, and couple the drone and controller, and push the throttle forward and watch it smoothly rise toward the heavens. Okay, that's enough, and I back off the throttle. Nothing. I hit auto land and nothing. It soared out of sight as I laughed in astonishment. And to answer your follow-up question, 
Yes, I'm getting another one tomorrow. <laughs> Enjoy, guys. Bye. Bye. Fuck, that's pretty good. I love the image of it. It's, it's just like, like sets it up. And he's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> Okay, it's pretty high. I should probably come down. Yeah. Nope. Maybe I'll try this button that says auto land. Just keeps going. He just shrugs and turns and walks away. That's like a twenty dollar balloon. <laughs> twenty dollar terror balloon when it comes down. <laughs> they never come down. No, it just flies forever. Balloons fly into space. I hear that is that this is that space drunk thing that I see in yep. movies. It's mostly balloons and uh, and warning shots and cheap drones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brendan's dad sounds like a cool guy. I should not break my stupid rule. What? Um, does the universe of Telefriends know that we know Brendan and are friends with him? Is that? I think we've probably mentioned it before. But I, we can't talk. Okay, sorry. I want to talk about Kevin. You should not talk about Kevin. I'm not talking about Kevin. But uh, let's talk about Kevin for just a second because we were talking about this too. Home Alone opens up. Yeah. Joe Pesci standing in the middle the of Pesh. the McAllister estate. Pesh mode. Is that why it's called that? Mm-hmm. That's where they got the name. The Pesh mode. <laughs> it's like Sorry. you kick it up a notch. Their first EP was called Funny How. <laughs> uh, Mad Magazine, here we come. <laughs> Get that time travel going and get our job at Madden. Oh, man. Or 90s Mad Magazine. I told a dude named Hugh the other day that he should make an album called Hugh's Next. <laughs> and then I killed myself. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're talking to a ghost. Um, yeah, Kevin McCaffrey. So, right. So, Joe Pesci is standing there. Middle of the fucking foyer, right? Foyer, yes. Foyer. That's right. <clears throat> And fucking, he's dressed like a cop, so by for all intents and purposes, they think he's a cop. Yeah. And then just, like, McAllister just, are just milling by. Like, it's no fucking big deal that there's a cop in the house. What the fuck? You think if McAllister's ever had to give a shit about a cop? Like, a cop ain't never been anything but, like, all on that McAllister side. Shit, They're man. suburb Chicago rich white people. They are like so rich. Kids. They're so rich. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, what I'm what weirds me out is here's what weirds me out about American culture. Just for a second, this is a weird episode of Telefriends. Welcome to a weird episode of Telefriends, guys. Because this is true of Home Alone. It's true of Gilmore Girls, where the backdrop is like extreme opulent wealth. Yeah, American success. But it's just like, it's a given and it's not, you know what I mean? It's not. So should Home Alone really explore the privilege that Kevin was experiencing? Would it been had been a successful movie if he was in a smaller house protecting it? I don't know. I, probably He's gotta not. be rich. He's gotta have more room. To, and resources and, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, to do jokey shit. He's gotta have a fucking basement and an attic and a fucking 17 different rooms. Yeah. You know, it can't be one floor. He's got to have the fucking stairwell. But, okay, but this is like, my, my larger point is that, like, Batman... Those are, those are stories, too, you know? I mean, but, like, Batman, Iron Fist, uh, 
most DC superheroes, it seems like. Um, it seems like the most powerful superpower you can have is wealth. They, they did Spider-Man, too. Spider-Man's super rich now? Yeah. Has a company. Parker Industries. What does Parker Industries make? What's the ship for Spider-Man, it seems like. <laughs> why is that the deal, man? Like, why can't you have... Why can't you be exceptional without the wealth? I think in a lot of these stories, it gives you more room to work. You don't have to explain right. why they may have a thing if you can just say, well, they're rich. Right. You know? Because I remember I was reading an, an interview with Chester Gould one time, author of Dick Tracy. Yeah. And they were talking about how does Dick Tracy have this mansion... And Chester Gould went out of his way to explain that, like... He wrote it that way? No, he's all like, During the Great Depression, many mansions were on sale for very inexpensive prices, and uh, people with steady jobs, like Dick Tracy, could afford them. And I'm like, okay, cool. But I, I don't know, it's just fucked up. Even, well, I mean, for, for your, per your example of Home Alone. Yeah. The story of Home Alone is... But, but the difference... Okay, so the difference in Home Alone is there are stakes in Home Alone. Yeah. Like, you can root for Kevin McAllister... Because he's not just so like some rich kid terrorizing these dudes in the position of robbing houses. Um, not to apologize or mitigate their shit. Like, they're obviously the villains. But I'm saying, like, he's not just fucking fucking with them to fuck with them. Like, he's defending his home. Yeah. He's a kid alone. The stakes are very high for him. He's not Dennis the Menacing, though. No, not. no. The stakes are fucking high. But everything the- about Home Alone requires it to be a rich family. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not arguing that like, point. I'm just, like almost no point in Home Alone does any of it work if they're not a super wealthy family. Right. Why are they getting robbed? How do they have so many kids going to Paris a vacation? You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying. I'm saying. Like it is. Like Home Alone does have the backdrop of of of, of wealth, but I'm sort of removing it for this conversation. And the same, but because in Gilmore Girls there are no stakes. For the characters involved. Not really. Like, there's always the fucking safety net backdrop of, 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 of opulence. Uh, and the same is true for Batman. He can stop whenever he wants. Like, the stakes are very low for Batman. The stakes are very low for Iron Fist. I think Batman would argue the stakes can be greater for yeah, the but... safety of Gotham. Right. Right. But I don't think that's true. I think that's true from the perspective of Batman, but I don't think that's true from the perspective of Gotham. Gotham doesn't need a Batman. Have you seen a Batman movie? Yeah. It's pretty clear that Gotham needs a Batman. I don't know. Hero you want. Not the hero. Is the hero you... You live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Or live long and prosper. That's the way to do it. Has, are, are we coming first full circle back to class war? Class, like defined class things happening? I mean, I, I almost think I'm like looking at <clears throat> popular culture from this weird like Marxist historian perspective now. And it's fucking like a weird way to, weird lens through which to view shit. Yeah, like growing up you'd, you'd read about how there's all these levels of class and like english society yeah yeah like that and that never felt true for me right but I mean, it's very true now and there was not poor people and there was rich people right but now it's like really like it means something yeah and it seems like there's 
like less... you're on our side or get out of the, the fucking way kind of thing get ready to happen are we getting political i don't want to that's weird right yeah let's not be political okay let's take a call no, i'm thinking about the I, I still can't get i want like a drawing of this dad like just looking up with a grin on his face as this <laughs> drone disappears into that makes me so happy that painting would be called drone alone Let's take another call. Okay. Let's go with, uh, do one, one or four. Up to you. Hey, telefriends. Just wanted to call and wish you all happy holidays and happy ask holidays. what your favorite movies are to get into the winter holiday spirit. Oh, shit. Bye. 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 Uh, what's your, fuck, what's your, uh, holiday spirit movie. Holiday spirit movie. Home Alone's a good movie. Home Alone's a really good one. I went and saw it in the theater the other day. Yeah. And it was really fun. Really. The shit where Daniel Stern steps on those goddamn ornaments is... I love a slapstick moment thing is the thing. Like, I love slapstick so much. And he's so great in that movie. Can we put Daniel Stern down on our needs of Tarantino? Yeah. Style. Yeah. Because I think he's got the boobs. I think he could come with, like... Yeah, he could really bring it. Yeah. And he's got an all-time great voice, too. Yeah, and he's like a real Hollywood weirdo-looking dude. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. I think what are he's looking like now? I don't know. I don't know if I ever want to know. Yeah. Until he's back? It might be sad. Yeah. And until it's not, I don't want to know. Yeah. So I hope the best for Daniel Stern. He's amazing. He's in some fucking classic movies. Um, Because I, I think that, like, Joe Pesci is, like, again, I don't think anybody's fucking funnier than Joe Pesci. He's so fucking funny. But I feel like in that movie, he's sort of, he sort of, he doesn't get the F word. He can't he curse. Have that so he's kind of while. neutered. Yeah. <laughs> like, so much of his comedy is like pure exasperation and the frustration of like being alive expressed yeah. through curse words. Yeah. And like, he's just got to like kind of like be like Yosemite Sam sort of like yeah. razzin frazzin. Type shit. Oh yeah, yeah. They actually may say Razzin Frazzin yeah. in that movie. He's like, because <laughs> he can't be like this motherfucker. Like, yeah. Would, yeah. So, at no point is he allowed to call him a little shit, right? Because that's what he would be saying. Yeah, come here, you little shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, other holiday favoritos. Um, I just watched, the other day I was trying to get in the holiday spirit and I watched uh, the Will Ferrell episode of Billy on the Street. Yeah. That made me really happy. That, that might be a new holiday go-to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Have I talked about the Lobster Man commercial? <laughs> I fucking... <laughs> I fucking started, like, I was like... Two days later, in the shower, I like I almost fucking slipped and died. I was laughing so hard about this lobster commercial. Holy shit! If you guys fucking go see this, I don't I don't even know how to Google Hellman's Lobster Man <laughs> commercial. It's not even a commercial for lobster, is it? No. <laughs> it's fucking mayonnaise or something. <laughs> Ah, it's a commercial where this dude shows up to a party and he thinks it's a costume party, so he's dressed like a lobster, but it's not a costume party and no one else is dressed like anything. <laughs> and then he tries to make a sandwich. <laughs> and he's fucking... 
Lobster Man is like the opposite of skydiving. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Hmm. So we're, I just pictured us like in a plane with our like <laughs> attached to our dude's tandem style. <laughs> and you're at the door and you're like, I can't do it. I look at you. Lobster Man. <laughs> oh shit. Because you. <laughs> can't hold the knife because he's got the big lobster claws. Yeah. Then what's he do with the knife? He just <laughs> he just lets him fall onto a piece of bread. <laughs> and it's like you can't <laughs> you can't tell if he's just like fuck it. I can't go on. <laughs> How am I gonna do any? Or is he like, okay, that's step one. <laughs> now I gotta figure out how to make the rest of the sandwich. <laughs> okay. Okay. Whew. Hey. I'm gonna stop. Fuck you. Play call number four. Alright. I didn't mean fuck you, I'm sorry. It's cool, fuck me. Hey there, telebuddies. Uh, I got something for you guys. I'm gonna jam in, jam out ya. Oh shit. Uh, since it's the season that it is, I'm gonna hit you with a Christmas jam. Tis. Not only that, I'm gonna hit you with a classic Christmas jam. Huh. The best Christmas song ever written. I'm gonna challenge you to top it. And I'm sorry, I apologize in advance because that's impossible. Shit. My jam into you in this fine holiday season is Father Christmas by the Kinks, which is the greatest Christmas song ever. So, uh, challenge. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Uh, <clears throat> here's what I'm going to say to that. Number one, first things first, challenge accepted. Uh, number two, Father Christmas is fucking awesome. It is, <clears throat> it's in my all-time top five fucking holiday jams for sure. I don't know what this is. Well, I mean, I'm sure I've heard it, but I'm not like. It's intense. I'm gonna tighten up some of these pauses, by the way. I'm also not super facing the microphone, so I don't know if this is gonna read well. I guess I should redirect. How's that? Directional speaking. Maybe the microphone in front of you, the computer to the side. Oh, right. That would work. But, well, now it's been like this for so long. Yeah, you done fucked up. Yeah. This song is good. It's the Kinks with Father Christmas. Father Christmas, I stood outside of the apartment store. A gang of kids came over and bugged me and knocked my reindeer to the floor. We said, Father Christmas, give us some money. No messing around, we don't sing at all. 
Yo, that's a rock solid jam, Colin. <laughs> yeah. I'm not fucking with you. Like, yeah. straight up. <clears throat> but uh, you're talking to Hook Dr. Blam over here. You know what I'm saying? Blam! 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 Let me be the sailboard. <laughs> for, for Hook Dr. Blam! 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 I have a question for you. Yeah. What do you want for Christmas? Oh, oh, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Nah. Yeah. What do you want for Christmas? Hey, player, what you gonna get, huh, for Christmas? Yeah. Girl, what you gonna get that boy? Challenge accepted, caller! <laughs>
Quad City DJs featuring 69 Boys and some other folks. Uh, 69 Boys? Yeah, featuring 69 Boys and K-Knock with what you want for Christmas. That's a lot of boys. Yeah. However. Are they called that because they're known for 69ing each other? I don't want to assume their lives. (laughs) Quad City DJs featuring 69 Boys, who by the way is like... I think there's like four dudes in Quasity DJs and like three of them are also in 69 Boys. Um, That's 63 unaccounted for boys. And then k Not did What You Want For Christmas. What, 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 else we, what else we got on the on the docket, my dude? We got one call left. No fucking way. There's no way we're this far, this, we're this close to the end. So, on episode Megaton. Yeah. Little little setup for this call. We I I I mentioned for the first time the with childness of my wife. Oh, dude, you're fucking having a baby. Yeah, for sure. So Did I you feel? Oh, hold on, I'm going to okay. interrupt you because, because you're talking about a life changing event in your life. So I feel like I need to talk over you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I just you know. I just was. I just hope you. I I gave it the respect that it deserves, even though I'm not. I don't know. I'm just oh, saying. No, 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 no. You're fine. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Again. So my concern has become caring for the future telefamily. 
The telefetus. Yeah, the telefetus. We gotta care for the telefetus. <laughs> and to do that, I need to monetize everything I can in my life. Yeah. So me and regular caller Will yeah. did some work. Okay. To monetize uh, telefriends. Oh, shit. Are we getting paid for this now? Listen to number five. Hey, guys. It's Will again. Hi, Will. Um, Bo... Yeah. I just felt like it was a good time to tell you that me and Casey have been out campaigning on the part of his hella friends. Um, I did this completely um, without any kind of solicitation from you guys because I love you both. Cool. And I feel like we should all get paid to be awesome. Um, there's a convention uh-huh. in Roanoke called Mysticon, which uh-huh. I assume is short for Mystical Convention and not Mystical the Rapper, although that would make a fantastic convention also, but a fantasy sci-fi themed convention because roanoke being in the valley it's like a vortex of mystic you know whatever um this year um candy man's gonna be there of the candy man movies that's twice Uh, don't say it again but also i wanted them to bring telefriends there so that i would say top five dm in the united states casey casey can really show the world what it's like and we could do your show, live stream, as funded by AT&T. Because AT&T, again, campaigning for you guys. I don't know if you know this. Me and Casey have been trying to solicit a bunch of Bitcoin from oh. to fix their image problem. That makes sense. So yeah. just like some thoughts on sponsorship opportunities, how we can get that Bitcoin, living that Bitcoin life, living <laughs> the time on the phone, talking about shit. I don't know. <laughs> bringing it back. Bringing it back to messages. Reaching out and touching someone. AT&T, Mobile, Bill Communications. We're out there make, trying to make things happen. First, I'm thrilled about this. So we've we've contacted Mysticon. Mysticon. To see if they'll fly you and I out there to do a live show. What do they say? No response. No response yet. But then we followed up by mentioning to them that we've also been contacting... AT&T about a possible sponsorship so it might be AT&T brings you telefriends at Mysticon. I'm into that. So far no response from AT&T. Oh man. But not 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 for like a try. We're trying to, you know, get some grassroots things going here. Yeah. I think we're a natural fit for a telecommunications juggernaut <laughs> to throw some money our way. They have a lot of it. We're all about the communication. I did some research about this. Okay. And there are... You're not going to tell me that AT&T is not a good company, are you? No. Okay. Um, You're not going to tell me that Mysticon isn't one of the premier Western Virginia sci-fi fantasy conventions. I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't deign to do that. Okay. Just making sure. We've, we're going to have some rules when we get these sponsorships, and I just want to go ahead and get us in that mindset. Well, what I did the research on is there seems like there's industry standard rates for ads on podcasts. Okay. And they're determined by where they're placed, be that at the beginning of the episode or in the middle. Okay. Well, and they're also determined by uh, it's uh, a dollar amount per thousand listeners. Okay. Right. So, what I propose to Mysticon... Mm-hmm. And to AT&T. And mystical, if he's listening. To Mystical. Who's... Fuck, man. That last song he did... That one that just... That one random song came out of the middle of nowhere? Yeah, and it was 
a fucking barn burner. It's the. We've got to play it. Let's just get right into it. But you talk for a second. Hold on. Because I remember like someone sending me the link, like, "Hey, check out this mystical song." I was like, "I don't want to do that. Like, <laughs> mystical's fine, but I don't need to go seeking out his music." Yeah. And then I, I was like, "Fuck it!" And I listened to it, and it's like, "Holy shit, mystical, where you been?" This is 2015's last year, but this is the end of this year. It's really good. Like, why doesn't he just start a band like this? Yeah. The Roots do everything else. Can't they just get behind this band and make this happen? I don't know. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, okay, that was it. You just heard, like, about half of Feel Right by Mark Ronson featuring Mystical, where he tells you where he's been, by the way. Yeah. Um, he, he just got out. Yeah, he just got out, man. Um, I will 100% drop an ad for Mr. Couple if he wants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. I mean, uh, so... I made you lose your place. <laughs> it's not a hard thing to do. Um, so yeah, so yeah, so yeah. So you get paid per thousand listeners, depending on the uh, the uh, the uh, placement of the call, right? Okay. The placement yeah, of the yeah. Ad. And I'm like, that's fine, that's fine. We're a fledgling podcast, though. We're barely a fledge. Yeah, fledge lives. Fledge will live. Fledge will return. And fledge, too. Is there a third fledge? Sure. Just two fledges? Fledge is like the least sticky movie in my head ever. It's so good. I've seen fledge several times. And I can never remember fledge before I see it. And I'm like, oh, that's so good. And then like a fucking two years later, it's gone again. Ryan Reynolds really wanted to be fledge. Yeah. Jason Lee was almost Fletch in one remake. Huh. Like, you have to, you'd have to hit that iron when it's real hot. Like yeah. Straight out of all rats. Yeah. Who would you want to be Fletch now? A, a modern Fletch? Modern Fletch. Joel McHale do it for you. No, he's too old now. He's kind of like... He's got to be a young gunner. I think he got to be a young a young, a young, buck. I mean, I'm not saying he should do everything, and I'm not saying that the cast of the world's movies should be limited to the to the to community alumni, but I would watch Donald Glover as Fletch. I, I'm not sure I wouldn't watch Donald Glover do damn near anything. I think that dude is too fucking talented. <laughs> God damn. I will watch you do anything, Donald Glover. Not, that's not true. What do you think? Who would be a good Fletch? I'm trying to think of like a super young, charming, funny guy now. 
Pete Davidson. Maybe. He's a little too weirdo, I think. Yeah. You gotta be sort of like, uh, yeah, rakish. Yeah. We won't, there may not be one, like. There might, there must be. What about, uh, Jason Siegel? Nah, he's done too much, I want to say Gumby bullshit, (laughs) which I don't know what exactly I mean, but I think it's my point across. Uh, fuck, yeah. It'll come to me. Yeah. Okay, so what was I... I was... Okay, so... (laughs) (laughs) Reset. What I propose, because we're a fledgling podcast, is that we don't take a certain dollar amount per uh, thousand listeners. Okay. From AT&T. Or from Mysticon. What I'm saying is, between now and Mysticon, we promote Mysticon on every episode of Telefriends. Yeah. For $5,000. If they give us $5,000, the organizers of Mysticon, I will mention Mysticon at the end of every call we have <laughs> so normal it episode. would solve the problem of uh, our sign off where we'll just say see you at Mysticon we normally have five calls in an episode yeah I'll hit one at the top one at the bottom one at every <laughs> call that's seven I'm guaranteeing so then what but, then, but hold on you gotta leave room for AT&T that AT&T well, we're dollar AT&T we're telefriends brought to you by AT&T. Every time we mention telefriends. I, I would say that would be a one-year commitment mm-hmm. uh, where we are telefriends brought to you by AT&T, which could not be better fucking synergy. No, it could not. I would be... It would it would be a, an honor and a privilege. We, we'll say, let's check the AT&T voicemail. Yeah. Well, you're, oh, let's check the AT&T hotline when a celebrity caller yeah. calls. Yeah, yeah. Candyman. Oh, fuck. You did it, dude. It's, fuck. It's, it's got to be the same person. Okay. It's not Beetlejuice. It's, I've never seen Candyman. I've never seen Beetlejuice. You've never seen Beetlejuice? I've seen Beetlejuice like a hundred times. <laughs> you didn't see Beetlejuice. Like, smash your world. We're, we're filming a live a, a recording of us listening to watching Beetlejuice. Can, you know what? I never saw Princess Bride until this year. Yeah, that, that one bugged me. It's such a good movie. It was really worth the wait. <laughs> yeah, no shit, says the entire world. I really enjoyed that movie. I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> Princess Bride's pretty good. It's a totally enjoyable movie. Yeah. Start to finish. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, are we going to take $5,000 and No, no, no. For, for, to, for, okay, so for Telefriends. Telefriends brought to you by AT&T. Um, we need to work this out right now. Yeah. <clears throat> For a one-year commitment, Telefriends yeah. brought to you by AT&T. We retain the rights to the Telefriends brand. Yeah. What dollar amount do you put on that? Now, keep in mind. Okay. You have a Telefetus on the way. Yeah. We need to put some of this money back into the Telefriends brand. Studio 2.0. Studio 2.0 must be built. And we're working on the assumption that $5,000... For Mysticon is a good get for them? 
That's a fantastic get. Okay, so we're... Here's what they get for $5,000 plus airfare and, uh, and hotel. Um, you know, if they do $5,000, we can take care of airfare and hotel. I think... Here's what we'll, ta- we'll I mean, take. We'll, we'll take care of hotel. They get airfare. Airfare. We'll get... We'll, we'll rent and our we'll own cars. We're fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, I mean... We're the kind of the talent, so... Yeah. Maybe is... <laughs> let's get an emergency exit room. <laughs> yeah, I need some like I'm a tall guy. I need some leg room. Yeah. Uh, also, we have wives. I'm seven three. You are seven foot three. So if that's so, a uh, good deal. Well, okay. So th- so five thousand dollars. What do they get? They get fucking from now till Mysticon. Yes. They get a nonstop fucking barrage of Mysticon talk yes. from us. They also minimum get, seven times an episode. I'll mention Mysticon. Yeah, for sure. Beginning and. Five times the Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'd like to thank Taku, who will be appearing at Mystic. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say... Sorry, Taku. You're not beholden to... Um, so... So you get seven mentions per episode. Yeah. For Mysticon. Seven mentions. Nationwide. This is yeah. a nationwide audience. Yeah. People fly in from we, all over the place. We're in time zones. Yeah. You want to look at my call list? <laughs> I got all over the place. <laughs> And you also get a live podcast. Yes. With, at Mysticon. Yeah. Featuring the Telefriends. Yeah. And also, bonus D&D sesh starring Case Dog. Yeah. Bo. If Candyman wants to play D&D, we can fucking play with Candyman. You just did it, dude. I don't know if that's how it works. I've never seen Candyman. I think you might have to be looking into a mirror. Yeah. But you also might be Is murdered. Tiny listed behind me? <laughs> Is that who plays Candyman? <laughs> I think so. Is that who plays Mr. Candy Person? <laughs> uh, treat, 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 dude. <laughs> okay, so that's the deal. How we're, fucking murdered does the dude in uh, Willy Wonka get for singing that song, The Candyman Can? Just kidding me. This guy. <laughs> that's my tiny little impression. <laughs> uh, so, okay, we're saying that's a deal. What am I going to do for AT&T all year long? Hold on, let's just run through Mysticon one more time. We can cut this up and make it more cohesive. I'm just saying. you get We get airfare $5,000. They get seven mentions from now till Mysticon, which we have to have done. We have to have fulfilled that on this episode. Live podcast. Live podcast. Live D&D sesh that we stream? We'll record it at least. We'll at least record it. Live yeah. from Mysticon. Yeah. And then, which will be like our live at Budokan. Yeah. Uh, and then... Um, Will appear on any promotional materials that you want. Yeah, 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 sure. Okay, that's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah, that's that sounds worth five thousand dollars. Five thousand easy. Yeah. AT and T. Now that's a commitment. We got to bring out the big yearly. guns. Yearly. That's we're talking a year. One year. Telefriends brought to you by AT and T. We're talking a big company. We're talking image rehabilitation. We're talking about putting out the positive word of AT and T. Yeah. But we're checking the AT&T voicemail. We're, uh, what else are we doing with AT&T? We're, uh, Studio 2.0 brought to you by... the At the AT&T Center? We're at the AT&T Studios. Yeah, AT&T Studios. Yeah. Um, $25,000 for a year. We're a fledgling podcast. 25 Gs, AT&T gets us for a year. Calendar year. Okay. That includes our weekly episodes... Any b- 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 bonus apps we do, 
We so we need to guarantee them a minimum forty-seven episodes. There's fifty-two weeks a year. Yeah, what we if? can do fifty-two. You're gonna have to have this baby. Yeah, we can. I can record the baby on my lap. All right. Goo goo gaga. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> we got this shit. I wanna. Uh, here's what I wanna do. I want to thank our listeners for bearing with us through the weirdest episode of Telefriends, episode 11. This has been episode 11, the weirdest episode of Telefriends. 10K for six months. 15K for the back six if they like what they got. <laughs> the back six? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> now I'm doing golf. Get on board. Sports friends. Telesports. <laughs> the back six. We want to thank Taku for the use of his uh, song supposed to do for a theme song off the album. Do what, do what you, you love. love. That album's great. You should get it. We want to thank everybody who called in. All you guys. Telefriends for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on SoundCloud. Check us out on Facebook. But please, we beg of you. If you know somebody who enjoys uh, th- this kind of shit, please tell them about th- us. Yeah, and call in. Yeah, you keep calling, you keep listening, you keep telling people. We'll keep doing the show. Bye. Hug a bye.
so no one's answering well, can't you just let it ring a little longer 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 oh, oh. I'll just sit tight through shadows of the night let it Surfing in a lake. Mm -hmm.